Hi queens, welcome back to another episode of Spill the V with the amazing LaToya Stirrup. LaToya started Cosmology, a line of hair tools made specifically to help you love your curls with her sisters a few years ago. She's super knowledgeable about launching a brand and had some really great advice to share. So let's jump right in. Latoya, thank you so much for joining Spill the V today. I am so excited to get to talk to you. I've stalked cosmology and I am obsessed. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Love everything that you're doing as well. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'd love to get started by just telling everyone about Cosmology. What is it? How did you have the idea for this brand? Sure. So Cosmology is literally a brainchild that came from trying to solve my own problem and my sister's problem. So we've been natural for a very long time now. By natural, I mean hair-wise, right? So we have curly, kinky hair. And we were just tired of long wash days, excessive shedding while detangling, and just hair tools that did not really serve our needs. We were used to just making it work, right? Buying the hair tool off the shelf, and it doesn't really do what you need it to do, but it's all that you have access to. And so one day it just kind of hit me when I was contemplating the situation. I was like, because we have all these great products on the market now, right? You have Miss Jessie, Shea Moisture, a lot of different brands were emerging, but the wash experience still wasn't quite right. And that's when it kind of struck me that maybe it's the hair tool that's the missing link in that equation. And that's where we kind of went down the path of exploring how to change a hair comb to better work with textured hair. And that's where we ended up with our curls plus detanglers. Wow, that's amazing. I feel like that's very similar to like the vagina space as well, where it's like, you know, <laughs> have these old white men making products for women. You know, they don't actually know kind of what, you know, women or humans with vaginas want and need. Um, and so that's, that's really, it's inspiring. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you started how did you create the business? I mean, you speak about it like it was so easy to do, but I've built a brand. I know it's really hard. So no. like, what was, what was the first step, right? Like you're frustrated, nothing works. Yeah. How do frustrated, you do it? Absolutely. Frustrated, nothing works. And I'm one of those people where ideas will pop into my mind and I'll, I may see it visually. And that's basically where it started. And I reached out to a friend of mine who's a graphic designer. And I was like, Hey, I have this idea because my background is advertising. So I have access to different people who do different things. And so I was like, hey, I got this idea. Can you sketch it for me? So he did the, like a 2D sketch. I took it to a 3D printer and that's how we got our first prototype done. And we tested that prototype against like all the hair tools that we had and it exceeded our expectations on how it performed. And that's, I remember that night I was testing it and I took, I did like a split test, half of my head I did with my hair tools. And then the other half I did with the prototype. And I was amazed because it was so much less hair that came out. And I sent a picture to my sisters. I was like, y'all, this works. We need to turn this into a business. And that's what we did. And to your point about it not being easy, it definitely isn't. But I would say that what worked for me is that because I do come from a production standpoint, dealing with like ad campaigns, building websites from scratch. So the idea of going from idea to something tangible, I've done a thousand times. So I basically adapted that same process to now a product. That's really cool. I want to pick your brain too. So you come from advertising, right? So what do you think makes a brand unique? What makes a brand unique 
it could be a variety of things, right? It could be that you're completely innovative, changing a space, and you're like the unicorn doing something brand new. Or what makes it unique is you and your own personal touch, right? So the space may be saturated with a lot of different brands, but you, your flavor, your sauce is what makes it unique. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'm, I'm thinking too, like, what was it like working on, you know, so many other brands that, you know, you didn't own, they weren't your baby compared to launching oh. your own brand where it's like your child. <laughs> oh, completely different. And even just from an expectation standpoint, right? So coming from the space of having huge budgets and working on brands that have a huge audience already, right? The, the challenges are completely different. And so your expectation of being able to work with like the best of the best art directors, the best of the best copywriters, and now you're kind of like doing it all yourself can be very frustrating because you're bootstrapping and you don't have the resources to hire the best of the best. But that's a little bit of that entrepreneurship journey, right? It's all about knowing where you started and then where you're going and being okay with that flow and that journey because you're not going to come out looking like Nike yeah. unless you just have a whole lot of seed funding that you could start at that level. Most of us, we're, we may be in Canva, but we're tapping like Canva. Wait, that's a very good piece of advice for anyone listening. Canva's amazing. I've used Canva for because I'm so bad at PowerPoint and I feel like internally um now that i'm working at like a big corporate company it's all about selling internally right and so you have to create these beautiful presentations and canva is i, I wish like canva was sponsoring this canva is literally the easiest way to create a beautiful presentation that's like a secret too i can't believe you know about that <laughs> yeah 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 we use it i mean of course cam when i was employed at ad agencies canva didn't exist but you have though you have everybody in your wheelhouse to do amazing decks or create a, a fantastic ad to go in a magazine or, you know, or even just packaging and those things. So when you now have to like figure it out yourself, you gotta be a little scrappy. And you know that it may look like this right now, but it's not gonna stay there if you keep going. Yeah, that's so interesting. Something that you didn't mention, which I, I was going through my head is like, when it's your baby too, like, how do you not take things so personally? Like if someone oh. criticizes something, it's like, oh, I don't like that. You're like, well, this is my brand. Like, how did you deal with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I will say it's also with Grace too, right? Because with us, we have three hair tools. And so as we're continuing to grow, people are like, oh my God, you guys should do this or this. I would change that, do that and that. And it's like, yeah, no, we know we're just starting. Like, this is just the beginning. And it's hard to not take things really personally when you know that you've invested a lot of money, a lot of time into bringing something to life. And I will say that I'm, I'm getting better with it, but I will put people as buffers around me. So that way I don't internalize it. So for instance, like my sisters do a lot of the customer service just because if I get into it, it could like emotionally affect me. So I'm like, just let me know if something's like really crazy If not like take care of it. Cause I don't want it to like bog down my creative energy, getting sucked into what other people have to say. You know, that's so, that's so funny. I've been trying to get better at, as, at it as well. And I feel like I have this like mentality of like, okay, Lauren, stay in your own lane, stay in your own lane. Like, you know, you're not the only one with a vagina. Like everyone else also has one so they can give their opinions. It's, it's yeah. funny to think about. Um, and then I also do want to ask just on a personal level. So we're the, the spelling of cosmology, right? Yeah. I literally was like, how do you pronounce this? Oh my God. And then it finally clicked. Where does that come from? 
So that's actually the phonetic spelling of cosmology. Oh my so god! And you see how you pronounce it. That's how it was spelled. And to just be honest, so there's a few different levels to how cosmology came to be. The base level is that we wanted our own .com, right? We didn't want to have to add shop or something else to the brand name to have the .com. So when you do that, as soon as you start putting in all of the words that you like, you see that they're already taken. They're taken. And so I said, okay. (laughs) I was like, let me think about some words that are a little bit different because also too, we're going to be bigger than hair tools. So we didn't want to necessarily use something that was hair specific. We wanted to be a brand where it could give us more flexibility to do different things that center around the lifestyle experience that we wanted. And so I thought about anthropology and I was like, okay, anthropology, the name is very unique. It kind of speaks to like the tone and the feel of the space, but it's not like you're in there looking at fossils or, you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. So, and I was like cosmology. And then I was just thinking about the idea of self-care and what that does for the person and how it allows you to tap into like your higher self or like it could be a space for you to really like elevate your energy. So that's where the cosmology came from. And then when I looked at the word and I saw the phonetic spelling, I was like, that's kind of dope. Like the way that it's spelled, it looks very different. And of course, it's not the easiest word to read, but then that's why we put the pronunciation at the bottom. So at least as it gets more visibility, you know, it'll be something that will become a lot easier and off the tongue. That's so funny. That's actually really cool. That's really smart. Um, yeah, anthropology, cosmology. I, I really like that. And you actually said something that I thought was genius, which I don't think I was thinking about that when I started my brand was that you didn't know if you were going to just stick with, you know, hair care or hair tools. So you wanted a name that encompassed an entire, I guess, like a lifestyle brand, right? So how did you know, was that just from your advertising background or are you kind of constantly thinking five years ahead? Well, I knew back then that I didn't want it to be something that would pigeonhole us into that space. And so, yeah, I guess you could say it's experience. It also just is. So when ideas come to me, I will see the thing. And then I also see the big thing. So I already knew kind of like what I would want to do after certain steps were taken. And I've, I saw what that looked like early on. So I knew that I didn't want it to be like a hair specific thing, which is why as we bring out new things, those product names will sort of speak to that aspect of the product and what the product does. I think that's really, really smart advice too, especially, you know, in my opinion, when you're starting a business, you don't want to come up with like one product, right? If you can't see more than one product happening, I don't really feel like there's an idea for a brand there. You know, I think that's just, I've never really heard anyone talk about that. I feel like for me, I'm so bad at thinking like long-term, like I, I, I say to everyone, I'm like, okay, I'm just thinking about what's tomorrow, right? Like I try to focus on what's tomorrow, but I think it's really smart when you are creating a brand to really think about, you know, five years from now, what is this world I'm creating going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oftentimes I'll tell you like my sisters, especially my sister, Latasha, she'll be like, okay but come back because like, I'll go really far out. And then I'm just like, I want to do it all. And again, put on the back. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm never told to come back. So I don't really go too far, but I do think like too big when it comes to one kind of product. So people are yes. just like, no. And I'm like, okay, you told me no, no, got it. Um, and so you mentioned you work with your sisters. I actually didn't even know that. So what's it like working with family? What do they do for you or with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's totally fun and it was extremely helpful in the beginning because we all have sort of like different hair types and textures and lengths so when we were developing them we could sort of like pass them amongst ourselves and see if it worked um and then we all have different strengths so we very much own different aspects of the business i'm very much in the day-to-day -day working with like all of our vendors and partners and consultants uh, latrice really handles like our customer service and our shipping and then Tasha handles a lot of like our social media, organic messaging and customer service. So we do a few different things. And then we have like a team of, I would say five or so um, contractors that work with us on a regular basis who help us with like our retail side of business, logistics and optimization, finance. And um, we're looking to bring on a more steady like marketing um, person who can really oversee a lot of what's happening across the Omni channel because we are going to be launching in, you know, mass retail soon. So we'll need more stores rather. <laughs> That's exciting. Can you spill the tea on where you're launching? Mm -hmm, not Top yet. secret. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Um, and we yeah. actually open this up to our followers as well, um, asking them if they had any questions for you. One of the most popular questions was what is your favorite product um, that you've created? Oh. My actual favorite product that goes with me everywhere is actually our pick. And so the reason why is that, well, one, my hair is short. So, and I use the pick to like add volume. We're in Miami, it's humid outside. The way you leave your house will not be how you return. So you need something that you can kind of take with you. So I actually have it like in my book bag, I'm in the office. And so it stays with me everywhere. Like I have one in almost each purse. So, you know, it's that tool that can do a lot of different things. It can help you to detangle on the go if you need to, or add volume as your hair just shifts and shrinks and flies away throughout the day that's really cool i that, i feel like those are like the the queen v wipes for me where i'm like i need them right now like they're coming with me everywhere with my best friend um and then another follower asked if you were nervous to start your company nervous i wouldn't say it was nervous it was um maybe a little bit of like trepidation or just the unknown uh because also um, my son, I had just became a mom that oh, year. Wow. So I, the business started in May and I gave birth to my son in November. So like he's grown up with the company so as well. July, August, oh my gosh. So you were like newly pregnant. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. Women are amazing. They can juggle everything. <laughs> and then uh, someone else asked, what does a typical day in your life look like? Oh, so many things. They're long. They are a mix between business and like my son's stuff. So during the pandemic, he was doing virtual pre-K. So he's four. <laughs> so like, it was a lot of juggling, like, okay, I got a conference call. Somebody sit with him while he could do this stuff online. And then coming back out, we were doing all kinds of projects. Like he was doing the volcano experiment and we had to build a parachute to do the egg drop and all those different things. We'll go to the park and I'm doing conference calls. Like, that my day is not as clear cut as if it was like a nine to five sitting in an office. It's very, very fluid. And I have to be okay with that. Like I really have to be okay with, I may not finish everything today, but I'll get to it tomorrow. And if not, I'll find someone to delegate it to, to, <laughs> to make it happen. That's amazing. Um, I feel like too, this pandemic, you know, you go on Zoom calls with these like very powerful people or buyers and like you see their kid running in the background. And I feel like it humanized everyone so yeah. much more than, you know, like these buyers used to be so scary to me. And now I'm like, oh, they're just like normal. They're dealing with the same stuff I'm dealing with. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I do think that was one perk of the pandemic, if we want to talk about that. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and just really quick before we move on to talk about the humanizing of it. That was one of the things that I sort of tapped into, I would say maybe in like 2019, um, because oftentimes, especially us as women, we tend to compartmentalize our lives. So like work, business is over here, relationship, family stuff is over here. And it almost kind of causes a lot of tension and stress because we don't allow them to overlap. And I really had to kind of like be okay with that, right? Because I had to realize like I was a new mom while I was building this business. And it, it may not have happened as fast, even though people are like, oh my God, you've done so much in the amount of time that we've been on the market. But I felt like I wasn't able to like really hit some things or like be as like grindy, grindy as I wanted to. But I was like, I was a mom, like it's, it is what it is. And I had to allow myself grace and space for that. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I feel like, yeah, I also feel like sometimes too, like now that you're a mom, you might have like a unique perspective on some products. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I love working with moms. I'm not a mom quite yet. I have a, a dog, so I'm kind of like a puppy mom, but, um, yeah, no, I think it's nice. And I think just being like kind to yourself and kind to your body too are important lessons that took me a while to learn those lessons. I think. <laughs> no, it does. It does. So this next part is my favorite part of the podcast. This is our rapid fire round of questions. uh, And these are my favorite questions to ask. So starting with what is your self-care or self-love routine on a day off? Oh, massage. Ooh, on a day off. It may be like four o'clock and I'm like, I need one. And I'm just making appointments. I love that. And what piece of advice would you give to your 13 year old self? Ooh, have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Don't, don't take it too serious. Enjoy the ride and just know that it will happen. I love that. And what is the worst advice you have ever received? Mm, Worst advice I've ever received. I I don't know. I don't know if there's like really, really bad advice that I've ever received. Let me think. Let me think. I've received some terrible advice that I haven't listened to. Um, Someone once told me they're like, you're just a girl. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just a girl. (laughs) Thank you. Girl power. Um, Let me think. I don't know. Come back to that one. All right. Um, So when did you decide to take the leap and start your company? And how did that make you feel? I guess that kind of goes back to like, were you nervous to start your own brand? But like, were you confident? Did you know it was going to work? So actually, I have been an entrepreneur before cosmology. So I've been on my own since 2013. And um, I was doing independent contract work as a producer, project manager, working on different projects at agencies, but on a contract basis. So this space of like not having a steady nine to five, I've been in for a while. That's awesome. So you kind of like understood the lifestyle before you took the leap of faith. Um, Okay. And this is like one of my favorite questions. Did your mom or your parents have a funny nickname for the word vagina growing up? Oh, we've had lots of different ones. There was like muffin, um, <laughs> your cootie. <laughs> I like muffin. Your pocketbook, you know. Pocketbook's a new one. I've never heard that one. Yeah, those are the three that come to mind. Your cootie pie, pocketbook, muffin. <laughs> I love that. And the last question is, what is your first period story? Oh, my first period story. I think I was 13 and we were actually driving 
in um, California. I want to say we were going from like maybe LA to like Vegas. And I want to say, and it was really, really hard. Like I was cramping really bad. And was this like 92? When was this? I don't remember. I remember we were like listening to like the Lion King on cassette. <laughs> and Hakuna Matata was just playing and we were eating Cheetos. And it was, it was bad. It was bad. It's a long drive too to like first get your period and be in so much pain and like not know what's going on with your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Um, awesome. Well, this was so fun getting to know you over, you know, Zoom over podcasts. I feel like pandemic times. Um, so every for everyone listening, where can they buy cosmology currently before it goes into mass market? So you can buy Cosmology at Cosmology.com. You can go on our Instagram. We have the store set up. We are also sold in Urban Outfitters oh. and on HSN. Yep. So oh, HSN. Have, mm-hmm. That's we fun. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were one of the first brands selected to be a part of their big fine competition. So we actually launched on HSN in 2020. And wow. we had a lot of fun with them. That's amazing. And then any recommendations for like first-time buyers, what products they should use? Absolutely. So we have our three hair tools. We have our pick, our comb, and our paddle comb. The paddle comb is the one that is like the top seller because it looks so different. It basically takes the idea of a wide tooth comb and adapts it to a brush. So you could get through really thick sections of hair a lot faster and gentler. And then we have our comb, which is really versatile. You could use it as a traditional wide tooth comb to detangle or like a rake to style. And then you have our pick. With the pick, it's great, as I mentioned. It's a great on-the-go companion. Go to. (laughs) Or the tangle. So if you have really thick hair, you know, a lot of volume, curls, our paddle comb is a great option. If you are shorter or you have low-maintenance hair, the pick is a great selection. And if you're kind of in the middle and you just need something to maybe help do some pre-detangling, the comb is the way to go. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much again for taking the time. Um, And I'm happy you had no worst advice to share because I think that's a positive. (laughs) Yeah, that almost stumped me. I'm gonna have to think on that. I'm like, I guess some really good advice. I don't think there's anything that's ever stood out to me like, oh, no. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks again. Thanks. Bye.